So, hey guys, this is Pat with uh, MattKite40.com here with Nick Baines from Read in USA. Hey guys, yeah, Nick Baines here for, uh, with Read in USA in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. <laughs> so, Nick, uh, how'd you end up getting into kiteboarding? Yeah, so I got into kiteboarding when I was 13 years old. My uncle, who's based in St. Croix, sent me a trainer kite, and I flew that thing religiously for a full year, um, and then purchased my first uh, my first kite, a 2002 uh, Slingshot Fuel, and um, and took that thing out to the beach and learned how to fly the kite and learned the, the basics and took myself out in the ocean. And uh, basically, we got a really bad... Uh, crash crash course into kiteboarding and uh, just taught myself fully fully self-taught unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah so and you taught yourself obviously that probably helped you learn a lot about the sport this teaching yourself you learn everything the hard way but you learn a lot and so i'm sure this helped out with a lot with your coaching career then in the outer banks <laughs> yeah definitely you know i can take all the negative things i learned from teaching myself and uh take that into my coaching life and make sure that none of my students have to experience getting thrown into a trash can onto the beach like I did myself or, uh, or having to swim a, a full mile back into the beach. So, you know, um, I, I, I take all those negative experiences I had learning and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I apply it to my, my coaching life as well. Awesome. Yeah. So I, so you live out in LBX. How long have you been out there for? Have you been giving, did you move out there? when you started giving lessons? How did that work out? Yeah. So I originally moved here, um, in 2008, um, as soon as I graduated from high school and I taught for a couple of years with real water sports. And that was really my, my intro into, into coaching and living in the outer banks. Um, I moved back to Virginia Beach after a couple of years, but I came back to the Outer Banks in 2017. So I've been here since 2017, uh, consistently okay. living living in the Outer Banks, uh, coaching, and then now North America sales manager for for Reedin. Nice, that's awesome. So having that much experience in the Outer Banks, there, what would be your top three travel tips for someone coming up for the first time? Yeah, so anybody coming to the Outer Banks, they typically come in the shoulder season, that being the springtime or the fall time. I mean, with the wind statistics, I mean, we have really good wind statistics for the full year, but typically that April, May, September, October time, we, uh, we have a lot better conditions for uh, not only for sound kiting, but also for the wave kiting in the ocean, which is a cool aspect of the Outer Banks. It's not only... Can, can you kite those beautiful slicks, but you can go and uh, play in the waves. Um, so that's a really good time of year to come. But um, I mean, the summertime, like July, our last July was the windiest month we had all year. So you never know. We have really good wind um, July and August. Typically, it's not uh, that 30 knots crazy wind, um, but you get a lot of days that are in that 15 to 20 knot range. It's really good for learning and um, good for progressing and um, also advancing your riding as well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find a better place in the, at least state side, that's better than the Outer Banks to really go in for a kite trip. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I would say Hood River is also a really good option for, for North America, as well as the Great Lakes. Like, the Great Lakes have some insane riding. But um, I would say our winds in the Outer Banks are just really consistent. Um, 
the season's really long, so it's it's amazing. Uh, but I do like coming up there to Lake Michigan and and kiting as well. Pierre Marquette's uh, an insane spot, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of hidden gems gems around there. There are, yeah. I mean, if you go to the East Side of the State here, there's kind of a cool spot. It's Tawas. It's actually kind of similar to the Outer Banks. So there's a really good shallow spot there that you get some of that more steady flat flat water, and it's a neat yeah. spot. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so top downwinder in LBX. I know it's kind of, uh, there's a lot of options. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a few that we can't really talk about, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, I would say top downwinder, maybe, um, I would say Planet of the Apes is probably the best downwinder, at least for, for riding in the, uh, uh, in the flat water on the sound side in the bay. Um, Plan the Apes is insane. There's a lot of really cool canals you can carve down and have a good time. Um, there's some little pieces of land you can jump. It can be from two feet long all the way to a hundred feet long. So uh, it's cool, cool place to go and uh, progress with your uh, with your land gaps, as we call them. Um, um, but also, it's a, it's an incredibly beautiful downwinder because you're out there. There's no buildings. You're you're kiting through marshes. We call it backcountry wakeboarding. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like if you're a wakeboarder and you didn't have to worry about water depth and where the boat can and can't go, this is like what you would want to do. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's an incredible downwinder. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty great way to describe it. Um, and so you've been pumping out some insane land gaps this summer. It's <laughs> at least for your Instagram feed. It's fun. looks like it's been pretty good for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been really good. I, like I said, July, which is surprisingly not typically our windiest month. We had a few really good days in July and we were able to go. And I think the biggest gap, uh, another rider, Austin leader and I did, was like 120 yards. So um, we, I mean, it was pretty incredible. And especially in the summertime, it's so hot and the, the land we're jumping over is getting superheated and it creates these uh, thermal updrafts. Um, so uh, jumping over land so much fun. You can really feel it. It'll hold you in the sky forever and give you 10, 12 second long jumps. It's so cool. That's awesome. So I guess kind of segueing into that. So you just recently jumped the Avon Pier, yeah. which yeah, insane yeah. video. I mean, I'm, sure everyone watches this will have seen that video but they haven't definitely need to check out on your instagram we'll link it in there um but what kind of when did that first become an idea for you to actually jump fear um i would say probably a year after i moved back to the outer banks um I, i've always had like a goal sheet for a lot of the sports i've done whether it's soccer or skateboarding surfing whatever it is like on moves i want to want to do or like a stunt i want to do and um, it's that it was it's been on that goal sheet for about four years now to go and jump uh, the Avon Pier or any of the fishing piers really on Hatteras Island. Um, so, yeah, it was like four years ago. It really um, it, it really hit that I wanted to do it. And yeah, I mean, me and a few other riders have been talking about it for a long time. Like I know Evan Nesh and I, we've tacked next to the Rodanthe Pier like quite a few times. Like I think uh, today we could jump it and we've kind of backed out, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. For me personally, yeah, four years now. Wow. Okay. That's, that's quite a while. So what kind of prep work went into it for you as far as, was there any prep work going into it or is this kind of on the day with this, it just was happening? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the day looked really good. It was supposed to be blowing 40 knots. Uh, unfortunately it's more in like the, the 27 to 32 knot range. Um, mm-hmm. 
So like in terms of uh, in terms of preparation, like all the kiteboarding I've done in Cape Town, where you're going and jumping off waves and timing waves, it goes into it. I mean, even all of my surfing experience since I was like eight years old goes in goes into like a stunt like this, just because there's a lot of timing with uh, reading the ocean and knowing when you're going to get the right wave and knowing where the waves are breaking. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I, I probably watched the, the surf line camera for the Avon pier for about an hour for like an hour before I went out, um, just to make sure the waves are breaking into the right part of the pier. Um, because there's a bunch of light posts, it's hard to see, but there's a bunch of light posts on the pier. So the waves need to be breaking in the proper spot for you to get a clean takeoff and shoot in between the light posts. But luckily, I was high enough where I was going over the light post anyway, so it really didn't matter in the end. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it looks like a ton of prep work going into it. Yeah, and I would just say like the 19 years I've been kiteboarding, that everything I've done, um, all aspects of, of that uh, help with with doing a stunt like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so was it that forecast that you saw that they, like you decided that was a day, or was it just one of those things like whatever day it happened to be, you're going to do it on, but just kind of narrowed it down to that was the day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really, like, what it really came down to was, like, we've had much better conditions, actually, for jumping over the pier. Um, Even last May, we had a few knots of 40 to 50 knot north wind. That would have been better for it. But, um, I mean, I just, like, uh, I felt like my riding was getting a bit stale this year. And it came, like, it just felt like uh, I, I needed something to really set the tone for the wintertime. And okay. it was just like a good, a good son to do it. And um, one of the photographers that documented it, he was heading out of town that afternoon and was like, Hey man, it's now or never. So <laughs> yeah, a few, a few things really like uh, made it the day to, to send it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, definitely one way to set the tone for the uh, winter riding for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it went pretty viral. I mean, the, I think, Kook Slam picked it up. That one alone has over uh, 150,000 views on it at this point, which is absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, you got a new name out of it too, Jerry. <laughs> or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Or Terry. Or Larry. It's Larry. Larry. It's Larry. Larry, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, I, kiss, I still can't believe Kook Slams picked it up. It was like, it, didn't, like it, was, it was perfect. It was kind of a weird one for them to pick up. But, yeah. I mean, it's got a ton of views. So. It's got, got a lot of extra views, yeah. Yeah, between them and Surfline, like, um, I mean, I was really appreciative of that. I mean, I've been surfing my whole life, so to get something on Surfline is amazing. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah, so cool. Definitely. Yeah. And so, like, boots over straps. What You're one of the few people I still like that I feel like are still riding boots. Right. Nothing right. wrong with it, but it's one of those things, like, what makes you, is it your wake, wakeboard background? Is it is a comfort thing? Like, what makes you decide to go with boots over straps? Yeah, I'm just really, really confident with the uh, the Betatec boot system that I've been riding. Um, I've been using it for Big Air for four years now. And, I mean, I've really tested those things. I've caught in heel side edge in Cape Town, and it's a system that ejects when you hit the water hard enough. Oh. Um and then also, I mean, the advantages of having the boots for me doing big air are huge because you can hold down quite a bit more power with the uh, with the the binding. So I can hold down extra power, which is going to help me jump over the pier. Um, yeah. And then also, if you have a bad takeoff and foot straps, there's a chance your foot can slide out. So 
that was the last thing I wanted to worry about while I'm jumping over the pier is like a foot coming out and then I'm trying to get the foot back in the foot trap. I'm going over a big giant pier. So um, that's why I picked boots that day, but I've been riding foot straps quite a bit more often um, just because that's the, that's the progression of the sport right now. And uh, I'm an old man, but I don't want to get left behind too far. So I've been doing a lot of board offs. I've been practicing a lot of uh, new big air tricks. So um, but yeah, for that that kind of stunt, I was 100% picking wakeboard bindings over, uh, yeah. over the over the foot straps. Oh, that's awesome. Now the Meta Tech ones are pretty sweet, like that where they do have that eject feature. I know Rigo swears by them. I know you do. I've been meaning to pick up a pair myself to actually get back in the boots. I haven't. I only have ridden boots in like four or five years. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, we gotta send you a pair and get you to try them out. They're freaking amazing. <laughs> And they're warm too, so for Michigan, that'd be great for you. <laughs> Perfect. And so you're using, you're using the supermodel for it. Bigger kind of choice for you, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, the thing works so well. Like this morning, I was riding with a uh, rider Decker, local pro here in the waves, and uh, the thing performs super well in the waves. But I mean, this is Kevin Langray's kite. If there's one thing it's going to do, it's going to boost the moon, and it's going to hold you in the sky forever. And that's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just such a fast-turning kite, and it generates so much power through the turns. It's it, it's by far the most comfortable kite I've been on for jumping over land or going into a mega loops or um, riding riding waves in crazy locations. It it does it all for me. So yeah, really really stoked to be on that uh, that supermodel and um, riding the reading equipment. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, you guys make some great stuff. Um, and so I, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask anyways, uh, favorite spot in the world to travel. Oh, I, I would say it's between, it's probably between Maui and Cape town, but yeah, Cape town's taking, uh, taking the crown there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or just all South Africa as a whole, the whole country is be- beautiful. There's tons of, um, kiteboarding locations. And then also for me, like I said, I'm a surfer. So, um, having the mobility, I, the, the availability of, um, world-class waves around the kiteboarding locations is critical and man there's so many in south africa like i don't want to give up too many secret spots but um there are definitely places you can go there and kiteboard uh insane waves by yourself or even do big air by in some crazy locations by yourself so um yeah definitely top top of the list that's awesome yeah it's definitely on my list of places i need to get to still have that to make it there definitely need to one of these years for sure yeah, um, yeah. The, the culture is amazing the the people are people are awesome and um yeah and like for water sports it's a it's not really a secret but um I, I, like i said you can go to locations and uh get have a session all by yourself if you really want to yeah so last question for you favorite burrito or menu item at waves deli oh that's a hard one well uh <laughs> um <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with a steak burrito at the at Waves Deli. I think that's going to be the next one. I've had a couple of specials now. So for the Avon Pier Jump, they made a Birdman uh, chicken special for me. <laughs> that was really good. It was a fried chicken sandwich with like um, some chili, um, honey chili on it. It was it was absolutely incredible. Yes, yeah, awesome. big big shout out to Waves Deli for that that burrito. Yeah, if you're ever in OBX, definitely go Waves Deli. It's a must. <laughs> it is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All 
All right, guys. Yeah, Nick, anything else you want to add to anything? Or... No, just uh, send it for everybody. Go out and send it for 2023, no matter what it is. Uh, try your try your best and uh, and have a have a good year. Awesome. Thanks for hopping on today, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, we'll catch up soon. All right, sounds good. Bye.